Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with our partner, veteran, legislative voice, and AHD correspondent. July is American Diabetes and National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, July 8th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm your co-host, Deborah Denhart, U.S. Air Force veteran and host of Women Have a Voice program. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega, Scouts Honor Productions. And we're joined right now with our partner, by our partner, Stephanie Colota. Stephanie is a U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant First Class Veteran and founder and creator of Veteran Legislative Voice and AHD Correspondent. Thank you so much for being here today, Stephanie. Got all this good stuff. Hi, I'm excited to be there and be here with you guys and talk about all this good stuff. Yes, absolutely. How are you doing today? Doing great. It's I'm in Florida, so it's a beautiful 98 degrees down here, and I, so it's so my AC is working today. Oh um, yes, that's great. Nice, nice. I love that. Now we are going to be talking about the new reports regarding military and veteran suicide, which mm-hmm. were staggering to me. Yes, when I did some research. Yeah, it is. Can um, you talk? Can you share some of those, like some of the statistics that related to this that are in a military suicide? Yeah. Well, the DoD released their quarterly report um, for the suicides um, that's been happening within the military, um, and that's of the first quarter, and it has increased. But I will say it is scary. It's increased higher than it was from the previous year, but. In the past two years total, we've actually been seeing downward numbers. So I want to stay a little bit optimistic here, but, and maybe this one mm-hmm. last quarter was a fluke, but um, there's been a lot of things that's been moving and been in- implemented by Congress and the military in the past year or so. So I'm really excited to talk about that type of stuff to hopefully keep the numbers low and going down because the goal is zero. Right. Absolutely. Now, I, it was very interesting as far as certain branches were higher in the number mm-hmm. of suicides. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, that can vary on different things. Um, I will say up-tempo. Um, if those that don't know what that, what that means, it's basically like um, the rhythm and the amount of intensity the work is for the mission that the units have can change a lot of things. Um, in the past year, you know, more people are, I mean, people are, are not working remotely anymore. Our numbers went down mm-hmm. during COVID because majority of our forces were working remotely. 
which can help with mental health because because they're Mm -hmm. right there in their home. They're able to relax more, decompress more. But when you're having to be in the workplace, it can be a totally different issue. So that can play a lot into it. I'm a little surprised that the Navy staying the same, mostly because um, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of issues that's been happening with with a higher concentration of deaths uh, by suicide for sailors that are working on ships that are currently going through their renovations, because that can be a really stressful and high intense work environment. And a lot Mm -hmm. of those sailors that had died by suicide were the ones that had to live on the ship as it was going through renovation. Wow. And I noticed like the army was the highest. Yes. Right. It was the army. And then I think below that was the Marines. So yeah, the Marine Corps. uh, So Mm -hmm. the army increased by 12, the Marine Corps increased by six. The Navy stayed the same. The Air Force increased um, by one. Um, and with the Space Force, there's no deaths of suicide, but I think they're under 500 members right now. So, um, but we'll keep up on yeah. on that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting as far as like, like you know, the Army Division in Alaska. Yes. It has some high yeah. number of suicides. And what but, are some things that were affecting that? I mean, it was crazy, the number of suicides yeah. in Alaska. Yeah, well, it's the weather um, can be very, very harmful to someone's health. Um, One of the things uh, with Alaska is that there are times where there is no light or no sun or very little sun. And we know that the lack of um, sun equals deficiency in vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiencies Mm -hmm. actually can increase likelihood of mental health issues and many other issues, but mental health is a very big one um, there. When I served on Fort Lewis in Washington State, I was definitely vitamin D deficient and had to be on supplements. And I noticed a big difference oh. when I, when my numbers went back up into the healthy range. And so one of those things is pretty big to, uh, mm. to keep a watch on. And the other part is that it's very geographically isolating. Alaska is huge. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. um, only so many people <laughs> per capita and it, and it kind of it counts as an overseas deployment or overseas assignment because it's so far oh, from wow. family. Wow. Yeah, a lot of that times Alaska is, does count that. I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, yeah, Alaska does count as overseas assignment, um, like Hawaii. They count as overseas assignments because, uh, or at least from what I remember, um, because it's so far from their families in hometowns. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the connection with other people, if you're so isolated, that's a huge impact on your mental health, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And one of the things that I'm um, kind of uh, encouraged about, um, one of the div- Army divisions in Alaska has um, been doing, they started mandatory wellness um counseling with their mem- with their mm-hmm. soldiers so uh they're requiring them to go see mental health professionals in the very first six months of implementation then again every year and they also will count chaplains and it basically will help them mm-hmm. really introduce themselves to the mental health um program and the different ways that they can help them 
with the variety of therapies that they could provide to help because some service members prefer to speak to a chaplain. Some service members mm-hmm. would not really want to talk about it at all, but that's fine. There's other mm-hmm. therapies that they can do uh, for that. And that's one of these things that I think is really encouraging to see. Um, I do remember, I believe it was in Fort Sill or Fort Riley a couple of years ago, the entire uh, the base commander had instituted something similar. And um, so wow. they've been seeing a little bit of improvement. He has since yet parted. He's um, somewhere else from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to see the numbers from that. That has yet to be published to see how that um, affected things. On that same line, is that is that the same as Vision 100, what you're talking about? Is that that's something different? Yes, In ma'am. Yes. It, it okay. is it is Mission 100. I'm still okay. still a little new to this one, so I can't give you a whole ton of information. Um, but it is mostly just trying to get them in touch with uh, mental health facilities and their tr- variety mm-hmm. of tr- treatments for wellness. And oh, another thing um, that the serv- the team leaders or the leadership of the soldiers are supposed to contact their family members and introduce themselves. So you have that mm-hmm. little bit of extra um, mm-hmm. help there, which can really help out a lot. When um, when I had worked for the Army Reserve as a DOD civilian, I often had to contact the family just to get a read on mm-hmm. what's going on. You only see your soldiers once a month, if that. And sometimes things happen in between. Mm-hmm. And um, having that extra help with family members can really help things. I really was impressed with the Mission 100 in Alaska because of their high suicides at Fort Wainwright, uh, Wainwright. And they, you know, provide plane tickets Mm -hmm. for their service members, the blackout curtains, because like you said, sleep, also sleep affects that, right? Because it's daylight. So that if you're sleep deprived, that can also cause, you know, um, yeah. not good mental wellness, <laughs> you know, yeah. bad, poor mental wellness, you know. Um, and like you said, talking to chaplains and they're available after hours. No, those could be some mm-hmm. things that any location, you know, any assignment could, could just simply offer and just look into to help with these suicide rates. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I really think that that would be something that would be really helpful, especially with um, many other um, bases. Um, Just having that, I guess, customized care for your own soldiers, your own troops, Mm -hmm. is something that's really important. Something that's, you know, that would affect something very local to them. Um, (laughs) In the South, it's the heat and the humidity that can really cause an, a lot of issues. And the small little things that helps around there can really make a difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I've even, I, cause I've, I've had training in uh, yoga practice. And so when I was in the army reserves, um, we had a very trying couple of months because we lost not one, but two members of our um, people in our company and not to suicide. Uh, both of them were okay. accidents. And um, but everybody was very emotionally affected. So um, after one of the memorial services that we held, um, I took them back to the drill hall, and I, we brought out all those big wrestling mats, and we did yoga <laughs> for a good hour. And uh, we ended with um, the 
the samasana pose where everybody would just relax and just meditate um, laying really uh, comfortably on the ground. And a good uh, amount of my soldiers fell asleep. I let them stay for at least a good 30 minutes because 30 minutes a nap is perfect. <laughs> and that really helped them out a lot. They, um, they really bounced back after that. And those little things is what counts mm-hmm. for, for mental health. Um, I do want to talk about um, the, I I do want to talk about the Brandon Act um, because a couple of months ago uh, in May, uh, the DOD has finally started their implementation of it. Um, The Brandon Act is uh, basically, uh, it's giving the soldiers, the service members, the right to go see mental health, and they request it through their chain of command, their leadership and commander. And it's supposed to give them complete uh, protection to see mental health without mm-hmm. any reprisal, without any um, issues being treated one way or another. Um, and this is really important. It's named after um, Petty Officer Third Class, Brandon Casarda, who died by suicide back in 2018. And since then, his parents, who actually his father was a Master Chief, um, he, had, he and his wife and, his mo- and the mother basically fought for this act for the rest of Brandon's sailors and all of his coworkers there. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I think that's so, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, so we're, we're hope, hoping to see it's supposed to be completely implemented for active duty. Um, it, we might see some effects or some uh, talk about it in a couple of months, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I see about Congress maybe having to talk about that specifically in about six months to a year. How do you think that will impact um, our service members now when that when that's um, implemented? I think it, I think it would um, really help with uh, trying to banish out the stigma of going to mental health. The other thing about it is that um, the more the commanders see or leadership see who actually goes, um, yeah. because the thing is, is that a lot of times that happens in the military is leadership overreact when someone goes to mental health because the uh, very quick knee-jerk reaction is, oh my God, they're crazy, or oh my God, they're going to mm-hmm. kill themselves. Well, that's not really, that's not really one of the reasons why they go to mental health. They go because they're not feeling good, and it's just mm-hmm. like a cold. It's just like you know a sprained ankle. You're not feeling good. You're not feeling right. You can get this checked up. Um, when I was in, it's the thing is, is I was very upfront and honest after a while because in the beginning, um, people only thought I went to dental. Um, and then afterwards, um, I became very honest about it because they, no one would actually believe that I was actively see, seeking therapy, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and taking medication, mostly because it helps. I have a head injury mm-hmm. and biochemistry can be really affected by head injuries and other forms of trauma and that can really change things. And so medication helps with that. And um, having more exposure to people knowing who's pretty much the leadership knowing and understanding about mental health themselves would really help out a lot. That's such a great point. You know, if your leaders speak up and say, I know it's helped in my organization that I'm in, you know, when our leader, you know, comes up and says, 
you know, I want everyone to make sure that you're taking time for your family. Take your leave. You know, he promotes that. And I love that because it gives me the, the freedom to say, okay, I know there's a lot of work, but he also says you have to take care of yourself. So yeah. if more people would say that, you know, stand up for that and say, you know, if you need to see someone to take care of you, do that. So mm-hmm. what kind of an impact would that have for the soldiers? Okay. Huge impact. Um, I was I was lucky for one of the battalion commanders I used to work for. He was actually a psychology high school teacher, and um, he openly talked about therapy and help and basically tried to help people understand that self care is is needed. You're going to need to take that time off, and it. We still, but a lot of leaders still forget this. So this is something that leaders can learn from, and I'm hoping that that will also uh, come into play and help the leaders pretty much be better leaders. Absolutely. And uh, you know, there was an example in the information, one of the articles um, that you had sent that was a little disappointing, and I think it's maybe something for them to learn is that. You know, one of the, uh, this is in Alaska, a member had like, you know, gone to chaplain and ended up going every day. Yeah. And then he got, he was reprimanded because he went over on his, you know, counseling time therapy, you know, with the the chaplain. And then the the supervisor reprimanded him. And he said, I was in, you know, counseling, I was with the chaplain and he still got reprimanded. So, you know, that support needs to be there too, don't you think? I mean, you have to, you know, if you're going to say we want your mental well-being, you have to have the supervisors need to be no, yes, you don't reprimand them for being in, in with the chaplain, right? Right, yeah, because they're they could just be um, having a tough time over something, and a lot of people need that. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. having a pulled muscle, and you're having the time off from all the physical mm-hmm. uh, things that you have to do. Having that really helps. And one of the things when I was a leader was understanding what's really going on with the soldiers. Um, so then you can find out mm-hmm. so many things. You can find out how to better lead them, how to basically improve their day and their career, honestly. Um, and you're more likely to get the mission done. And honestly, and it sounds crazy allowing them that time to get what's needed done. You actually can complete the missions quicker, faster, and with better quality. And so that's one of the things that I hope is starting to become more apparent for a lot of people. You know, that's just like an airplane. This is how I look at self-care. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you don't grab the mask, they say, parents, put the mask on, put your oxygen mask on, and then take care of your children. Yeah. Right? If you're yeah. not taking care of yourself physically, mentally, how are you going to be a better service member? You know, how yeah. can you do your job effectively? I think it falls mm-hmm. in that same category. So, yeah, you know? it does. Yes, most definitely. And so here um, about families, there's a bill out there right now that I think is really important. It's House Bill uh, 3077, and it establishes a counseling program for certain survivors of veterans who had died at the result of suicide. I think this is also would be important for military families as well. Um, They do have specific benefits that happens as well, but this one would be really important for them, and it's called the Green Star Families Act. And many people might know with the military, um, there's a star that means several things. Um, A blue star is for... Um, for service members that are currently serving or currently deployed. Um, Gold star for those that had died and 
and died um, in action. And there isn't one for suicide or those that died stateside um, with training accidents, what have you. And so this would actually implement that um, pretty much more benefits and more help for those families that could be impacted because of suicide. How can our audience find out more about it? Um, just go ahead and Google. Uh, okay. Go ahead and Google uh, it. Green Star Families Act. Um, and it was introduced by Representative Van Drew. He's uh, from New Jersey, Rep Republican. And I think this would be really important. Um, Google your um, house representative. How do I find my house rep? And you could get their office numbers. Uh, a lot of times they'll have mobile office hours. If you sign up for you know their newsletters and such, you'll be contacted and you get a lot of information. You can actually sign up for that for like a lot of representatives that you might not be in their district for. So you get to find out a lot of different things. Um, but I highly encourage people to do that, especially with their senators as well. Um, and just give the office a call. I encourage people to call the D uh, DC office. Um, you're most likely going to get a, um, an intern that is a low paid or, no, or volunteer intern that answers first. So just ask them to speak to somebody that is a liaison to military and veterans. And then you tell then you talk to that person, mm -hmm. tell them that they want their representative or senator to support this Green Star Families Act. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That is great. Yeah. I mean, it's so important that it's mm -hmm. go ahead. It's so it's so important also to understand that um, representatives and senators want to know what their constituents want to pass. Mm -hmm. They want to hear what what's needed, um, especially with those things that's been happening, um, the active shooters, those different things. Many people will call up their uh, their House representatives and senators for the for basically seeking support and trying to make a change. This one is just as important in trying to get this changed. Yes, and just also showing the importance of this is important. Suicide is happening. Mm -hmm. to active duty service members to veterans, you know, and to have a voice in, you know, that process, and and mm -hmm. just also say, you know, let's do something, right? Is this their way of also, you know, have, for us as you know, communities having a voice by calling that yeah. office as well, right? Yes, so important. So in 2020, over 6,000 veterans had died by suicide. Um, there are estimates and other research that says that the numbers could be increased. It could be much more because the Warrior Partnership has done separate studies and thinking um, they think that the number is much higher. And one of the reasons for that is because it's pretty difficult to identify who's a veteran, uh, unless the families volunteer that information. But if, if a veteran doesn't have a family or doesn't have any big identifiers in the home or what have you, that could actually be uh, thrown on the rug and they can miss that. And that's actually pretty common with women veterans. Um, most veterans, especially male veterans, have patriotic-like tattoos. And women veterans are much less likely to have those. And um, the Warrior Partnership has said that those military tattoos are one of the biggest reasons how they identify um, a veteran. The other is finding their card or dog tags or what have you. But with women veterans, a lot of women veterans don't feel like they're veterans. And so they don't normally go for the benefits of veterans. And that can actually cause um, 
much big differences in studies. So we might not even know um, certain numbers that could be actually happening out there. Wow, wow, wow. Stephanie, what a great show. I know, she's amazing. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here today. And thank you to our audience. And uh, we'll definitely see you next time on America's Heroes Group um, in a week. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.